experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist. This is you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for listening to the show that celebrates creating and stories. And let's go ahead and tune our imaginations together. It's a good day, I think, to start thinking about being playful and doing something inside and listening to a great story. And, you know, one of the things that I think about, and I don't know if everybody does, but I, I hope that you do, is what is the future of Northfield or the town that you love? Do you think about that? What are what are the places that make your life better in the place that you are? Where do you go when you take guests or if you have visitors? I know that often happens that you only go to some of those places when you have people in town. And what's on your calendar around town for this week? If you, what, And what would happen if those places weren't there? That's what I, want, I wonder about. And um, the places and the pieces of the community that I love are what make it incredible. And I think sometimes we forget to think about that they are important to us and that they are need our support. And so I, I do think about that. And, you know, would if that place isn't there, would that change how you meet people or spend weekends or learn about the world? And over the years, as I've spent time learning about the places that I've lived, I've learned that nothing that makes a town great happens without the support of the people in that place. So places need people. Our interaction with those places is part of what makes a great town. Those places can be outdoor spaces, restaurants, sports teams, media. Thank you, KYMN. If you don't know, this is a pretty incredible gem in our community. So I'm really proud to be a part of KYMN. Maybe it's the library or art spaces, community groups, shops, maybe places in nature, parks, walking paths, historical places, meeting rooms, schools, landscapes. There's so much that makes the spaces and places of our great towns that matter and make a difference to how the world f around us feels. Pay attention the next time you're out and about. What's the most important piece of this puzzle is that we support these places that we love. We visit these spaces, we buy from these places, we donate, we advertise with these places, we go to events sponsored by these places, we take care of these spaces, and we thank the people that make these spaces possible. Many of these great places are nonprofits, and many of these groups and organizations need help to make these visions of come to life. And so I bet you've had that experience of you know somebody being asked to make a donation or volunteer with a group, and I encourage you to take a minute and think about what you might be able to do to keep thriving the places and spaces that you love in your town. And you might be surprised what small effort makes a big difference to uh, any organization in your community. And so I hope that you will... Um, continue to help make the places that you love 
more incredible. And I think the secret to it is that it's you that makes the place. And you have a role in making that place great. So I hope you think about that. Think about ways you can contribute and support all the things that make your world a little bit better. Today in the Arts Any Radio studio, I'm really excited to welcome a big group. We're going to divide the show into two sections because we've got a lot going on at the Northfield Arts Guild. Joining us uh, for our first segment is Visual Arts Manager Madison Hughes, Performing Arts Manager Anna Olson, and Connie Elbers from the Board of Directors. And later on, uh, the theater artist Justin Cervantes will come and join us. So we've got three different uh, events coming up. One is a gallery show, Impressions from Northfield, Printmaking Invitational. There's a virtual fundraising event called Shine On, You Make the Arts Guild Glow. And the theater production, Native Gardens, directed by Justin Cervantes, will be the feature of the second half of our show. First things first, the Northfield Arts Guild website, northfieldartsguild.org. You'll get all the details about these great happenings. But we're going to turn on the mics and welcome our guests to the studio. Welcome, everybody. Thanks. It's nice to have a crowd. I Thanks, love it. Paula. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> And tell us, why don't you each spend a few minutes introducing yourselves and letting everybody know about your role at the Northfield Arts Guild. Where do we want to start? I can start. I'm Madison Hughes. I'm the visual arts manager. Uh, so I deal with everything visual arts. Uh, we have two galleries in our building and several around town. We also have a gift shop full of lots of local artists' work uh, that you can peruse and find the perfect gift for someone. Um, I'm Anna Olson. I'm the performing arts manager at the Guild. So I work with the theater, with the CVRO, the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra, and with 411. And so we have multiple theater shows every year. Uh, we'll be announcing our season at the upcoming uh, event that we're going to talk about later. And um, we, of course, have Native Gardens coming up soon. Yeah, that's an exciting. And it's fun to see those things come to life back again at the theater. Oh, yes. So that's something we'll definitely talk about. And Connie, I think this might be your first time on Arts Any Radio. It is. It Welcome. Is. Yeah. Well, I'm a board member. I've been on the Arts Guild board now for three years, and currently I'm serving on the Development and Events Committee, which is sort of fundraising and also events for ways we can engage the community with the Arts Guild, introduce them to some things, and expose them to what we actually do. Thank you for volunteering your time. Tell us what what got you excited about being on the board, and, and what's your connection to the Arts Guild? Well, I really appreciate the arts, and we are so fortunate in Northfield to have an Arts Guild. Um, I myself, upon retirement a couple of years ago, decided that I'm going to try new things. So I signed up for the ceramics wheel throwing class. And I've heard that can be addictive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it is so much fun. But there are so many things to explore and do. And I appreciate the fact that we have theater in town, wonderful orchestra concerts, opportunities for kids, for adults, for everybody, literally everybody. And um, to provide that, I think, is just such a, a blessing that we can do that. And I wholeheartedly support funding for the arts and, and having this in the community. So I'm a big advocate for it. And by serving on the board, I hope I can be a 
better advocate. <laughs> That's fabulous. And it's really an important role for us to be able to have that, that opportunity to help them with their programming. And because it's a small staff at mm -hmm. the, the art school, and <laughs> there's always a lot going on. I'm always impressed at how things manage to happen. And it just, it, it makes our town vibrant. It makes things happen. Is there a favorite space or place in Northfield or within the Arts Guild that you'd love to share with our listeners that kind of makes you think, wow, I'm so lucky I get to be here? Well, I love uh, coming down Division Street and on my way to the office, passing all the different shops and everything. But um, I'll say probably my favorite place right now is going to Little Joy um, for a coffee and a croissant. I think I'm going to head there after, after we've tape this and uh, go for a little walk and get myself a chocolate croissant. Yeah, I'm waiting for their patio, right? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Great space. I think that's a little hit, hit, secret little gem. It's you don't, some, not everybody knows you can go back yeah. to the back and there's this beautiful uh, deck, uh, like above the right cow above deck. the river, yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Mm -hmm. Good gem. <laughs> <laughs> How about you for you, Madison? Yeah, something um, that I've really enjoyed uh around Northfield is that I'm still rather new here and so something that I've done is actually um, find the sort of special treasures around Northfield through art. Mm. There's lots of artists that um, depict different things around Northfield. Um, the buildings and I'm thinking of a photograph by Joe Miller um, one of our artists, uh, he has this photograph that's uh, of the bikes, um, the art exhibit, the bikes that have uh, flowers in them off Highway oh, sure. 3. Yeah. Um, so looking just around the, all of the art that I see every day, I see things in this town and then I have to go find them. <laughs> And it's a little bit of a treasure hunt. And oh, so, that's a good. Yeah. I did that recently, too, with a Joe Miller photograph. I saw it, and I was like, where is this? How can I? What? And I had to kind of think for a while, and then I found it. I figured it out. So I was really proud of myself. Well, isn't that fascinating <laughs> that the artists can help teach you about the place that you're in because they are reflecting their experiences, and you know, they see something that's worthy of capturing, whether it be a photograph or a mm -hmm. painting or a drawing, and uh, trying to convey to people what that means. And I love that you're doing that. That's a really, that could be a fun activity for anybody, right? You know, let's go take a walk and see if we can find where this sculpture is or this park bench <laughs> or whatever it is that they've captured. Yeah. yeah Great. It's time for an art crawl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's what art is. It's about connections. It's connections to places and to people and to the artists mm -hmm. and what brings us together. I personally love a lot of the outdoor places in Northfield. Mm -hmm. The Carlton Arboretum is a special favorite of mine for walking, um, skiing in the winter, any time of year. It's just a beautiful space. Um, in the Art Guild building, I have a fondness for the clay studio <laughs> upstairs. And the gift shop is amazing. There are all kinds of things in there. If you're ever looking for a gift for anyone or a card or whatever, Beautiful, beautiful artwork, very affordable, and you're supporting local artists if you shop there. I, I often tell people, you should check out the Arts Guild. You're looking for a birthday gift or, you know, just mm -hmm. something special. It, there's, and it changes it, mm -hmm. it, because the inventory, it's all made, you know, by artists, so it's never the same. 
So it's it's pretty incredible. And uh, so there's a lot of great things. And I think when you start seeing your town in that way, instead of, you know, just I've got to get from point A to point B, but you kind of slow down and look around, I think you'll, you'll be surprised. You know, there's uh, a lot of great things about every place that you are. So... Uh, let's let's start um, talking about this printmaking show, which I really uh, enjoy the idea of this. It's an, a printmaking invitational. Let's start with telling people what do, you know. What does that mean? When? How do you decide who gets to be or who's invited to be a part of the show? Yeah. So for an invitational, um, you invite artists to submit. Um, and in thinking of who I wanted to invite. Um, Something I learned uh, really early on is that we have in Northfield a long legacy of printmaking uh, through both of the colleges and at the Guild itself. Uh, We've had a lot of really good printmakers and people who taught at the colleges who passed that along to so many students. And starting from there and um, talking to printmakers that I knew, like um, Jan Shoger, who is on our gallery committee. Um, she knew a lot of the printmakers that had been um, working in Northfield or had a connection to Northfield. Um, and so starting there, um, we really focused on trying to represent uh, all of the uh, printmakers in Northfield. Obviously, we can't have all of them, <laughs> but we wanted uh, this to really be uh, a show that showed Northfield as an artistic sort of haven and something where we have art uh, flourishing here. Yeah, it is true. I think it's something people don't always know that there have been some really incredible printmakers in our in our community. And so I would imagine this is um I think there's about 9 or 10 Nine, yes. Nine artists that are in the show. And what I love, too, is it's not, there's a variety of printmaking styles. So if you want to give us a, a little highlight or maybe a tour of, of what they might see if they come to visit the show, which is currently in the gallery right now. Yes, uh, it's in the gallery until uh, May 14th. Uh, so you have uh, several weeks to go see it. Um, and in uh, the printmaking that's represented there, we have... Um, things like woodcuts and lithography and mono print and some collages. We have pieces that also include embroidery. Mm. Um, and then we have digital prints as well, um, which is obviously a more new uh, type of printmaking media. Um, so we do have a, a variety of different types of printmaking, and I think it shows all the things that you can do within this one medium uh, and it's very impressive and lots of different styles there and and i think does the arts guild have um a couple of print makers down in the basement at least they used to and i remember going to an event where i spent the whole night just like in awe <laughs> and having fun and making this flower print and just I just, it was like, like your clay experience. I just thought, this is really incredible. And so that's another a part of, I think, what the printmakers have given is a lot of them have shared their talents to teach classes. And some of the equipment is 
at the Guild? Yeah, we have a uh, large um, printing table uh, that's downstairs in our art studio, and uh, it is... It has a long history in Northfield. Mm -hmm. There's a kind of twin of it elsewhere, and it's you could print a lot of big things on it. <laughs> I don't really know how to use yeah. it, but we I know we have a class coming up that's going to be using it. So yeah, it's a very big, very heavy press. Yes, down there. <laughs> Well, that's great. That's mm -hmm. exciting if people are in, especially inspired by the show and, you know, want to learn from one of those great uh, printmakers that are in our community. And it's it's a fun uh, medium to, mm -hmm. to explore. And that is, again, um, from now through May 14th. And the, uh, a showers, the hours of the gallery is that the same as the hours of the Guild then? So from yes. uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 12 to 5 and Saturdays from 11 to 4. Yes is the opening unless there's a special event then sometimes yep. there's additional hours but uh, folks I think it's a great place to go you've taken a walk downtown and <laughs> you want to just pop in and spend you know even even with little ones you can do as few as five minutes and still be mm -hmm. able to see a few pictures or spend your whole lunch you know kind of walking around and just taking in the the great works. Well, and it is always changing. There's like a new show almost every month or freq more freq frequently than every month. So you can stop in anytime you take a walk and see something different. That's true. And that would be true of the gift shop as well. Yeah. So, folks, this is Art Zany Radio. We're talking today with folks from the Arts Guild. And the printmaking show is, I should also give the title, Impressions from Northfield, which I thought was a really great title. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about all things Arts Guild. And one of the other big events happening, and that is next week, I believe, next yeah. Thursday. It's called Shine On, You Make the Arts Guild Glow. I love it. It's kind of you've you've kind of changed the title each time you've done, done the the piece. But it's always about that um, sparkly. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Last year, um, we did our first online virtual fundraiser, and you know, we really it was a time of darkness. It was <laughs> it was kind of depressing. We weren't able to do the things that we normally do. But yeah, we you had still to pivot. Wanted to, yeah, we had to pivot. So we thought, you know, spring is coming, the sun is returning, we really want to shine. And so that kind of became the theme. And, of course, we can only shine with the support of our community and um, people who give generously to the Guild, as well as take classes, attend our events. But, of course, we couldn't do the latter two last year very much. Mm -hmm. So this year, we're kind of re-envisioning it a little bit. We're still going to have an online event. And we are kind of keeping that. Not only are we shining now, we're back. We've got programming again. We are glowing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that kind of became the theme for this year. So, yes, it will be an online event. Um, we will have information up very shortly on our website. Mm -hmm. And there will be a link for people to click on and attend the event, which is next Thursday evening. And that starts at 7? 7 o'clock. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I that event last, last year was just... I think there were some fun surprises and some great performances, mm -hmm. some you know really inspirational stories, and there was a lot of heart, and it really helped you to understand what an organization like this can, how it contributes to to our community, and so folks can go look at that video right from 
last year's, last year's video is on the website. Yep, it is. Uh, just if you scroll down on the homepage a little bit, it says 2021 fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the next one up as soon as uh, after the event as well. So, but folks, if you miss it, you can still be inspired. But it's a lot yes. of fun to be there live because, you know, the whole community's watching. And the great thing about having it online, I suppose, you're hoping to have people, you know, if you've moved away and still have, love the Arts Guild, you can come back and enjoy what's happening. Viewing from far and wide <laughs> is encouraged. <laughs> right. I, and mm-hmm. last year, I think you had a couple of folks, uh, you know, who were in uh, and came from uh, – Who's the uh, artist who made a song? I um, I know I had that. Oh, print. Carl Amundsen. Yes. performed a thing about community <laughs> theater, which was just precious. It was just in, just so fun. And I think that was um, from his New York City apartment. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that yeah. was that was a really great thing. Um, so there were there were was poetry and music. I don't know what you guys are planning for this year. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a little little more of the same. And uh, folks can join in. It's a pretty short program, right? So should be about 30 minutes or so. Um, yeah, we'll do similar things. We'll have, if you uh, missed Bright Star or really enjoyed it, we'll have clips from the show. So um, we've got some CVRO footage so you can see the CVRO or, or CVR. <laughs> Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can tune in and see them. If you've never seen them before, uh, they are amazing. It's so, so fun to see their concerts. Um, We also have a lot of people talking about why they love the Guild and why they personally uh, attend Guild events or take classes and why they think you should give to the Guild. And that's an important part of what we were talking about. You Mm -hmm. know, things don't happen unless they have the support of the community. And so that means people pitch in where they can. And that's one of the great ways. And so I'm excited to hear that because those stories always kind of, you know, get me excited about what's coming and uh, what it means. And and the Arts Guild is, I've lost track of the years. I remember celebrating our 50th. I think there was a 60th. 62, I believe. 62 or 63. Yeah, we're heading into 63. Yes, heading into 63. It's a celebration. It's kind of looking back at what the Guild has been to these people through the years, where we are now. And then looking forward, what we can do. And so that's a, more than a generation then. That, and there are many people who have carried the guild wherever they've gone, with mm-hmm. whether that be a clay class they took or a theater experience that mm-hmm. let them now they're presenting at a business meeting, but they feel confident because they were a part of it or they, they on the you know picked up painting and want to pursue that. So, that, I mean, there's so many ways that the art, we have a great, great culture here in our community of supporting the arts. And uh, I think just... You, you know, if you have a half an hour, right? Mm, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Join. Time well spent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anything else people should know about the uh, fundraiser called Shine On, You Make the Art Skill Glow. That's on Thursday the 28th at 7. And it's, um, you know, a combination of some live, usually you have uh, hostess, host hosting is there somebody hosting not as much live stuff this time we will have you know introductions and time to kind of talk to community a little bit Um, but then we'll jump into the video i also want to mention that we are announcing the theater season during the video so if you are on the edge of your seat waiting to find out what shows have been chosen for next year uh that's one of the one of the great reasons to tune in um, at seven o'clock on Thursday night because you will be one of the first to know then. So uh, make sure you are tuning in. And that's something that's always a thrill because you know it says what you know you can start thinking about getting your tickets or you can mm-hmm. start thinking maybe the, I want to audition for this one or I want to be a part of the stage crew for that one or you yeah. know all kinds of oppor- opportunities and and we're back to live theater so. 
that is an exciting I like that moment too yeah it's gonna be really great <laughs> and so you get to see some of the people that are a part of the arts guild too and that's fun as well to be uh, learn who else in your community supports the arts guild and that is there's no fee right no ticketing nope. it's there'll just be a link it's just, not not gonna be live because it won't go live until the actual night of the event so yep, there will be a zoom link for those of you who want to attend live with us and then you'll be able to click there and then the video will be posted afterwards as well in case you cannot attend live great well that i think that's an exciting event and uh, a way to just you know uh, learn a little bit more about the arts guild and uh, the last one was called you make our light shine and then this one is shine on so <laughs> <laughs> you make the arts guild glow i i love that i wonder where we'll go next next year if we're glowing Spark now <laughs> You never know. Never know. Um, well, I've really enjoyed our conversation, but we have more to talk about with mm -hmm. the Arts Guild. Speaking of theater, we're going to transition and spend some time talking about the upcoming uh, production of Native Gardens at the Guild. So I want to thank Madison Hughes and Connie Elbers for being a part of our first segment. I think you're going to stick around, Anna, around. to join us. <laughs> I'm going to pop on some music and uh, go ahead and uh, as we make the transition in the studio, I found this. This is uh, one of my favorite bands from when my kids were little, the Okie Dokie Brothers. There are not two more kind and talented and fun musicians, and they are doing a fundraiser here um, in Northfield, benefiting the Northfield Youth Choirs. And I learned last night that the tickets are now sold out, which is... Uh, to be expected, because it, they're a pretty great group. But the song that we're going to play, just to transition our, our studio here, is If You Want a Song. And it's from their um, album. I think that it's the same same title. I forgot to jot that down. Um, so we'll listen to the Okie Dokie Brothers while we switch out the studio. And we'll be right back on Art Zany Radio. Repeat after me. Repeat after me.
Well, thank you to the Okie Dokie Brothers. What a great, if you get a chance to go take a look at the video that goes along with that, it's, they've got a whole cast of characters uh, making a song, and it's a really great experience. So support them. They've got a big tour coming up. There's lots of other Minnesota locations that are going to be appearing, so I hope that you are able to do that. And I have to say that I've had them on the show several times, and Every time I have had them on, I've had an issue with something with the mics, with the music, and they have been nothing but supportive and kind. So I, I am forever indebted to their, you know, supporting them. They're fabulous. I also want to mention to you down at the Paradise Center for the Arts, uh, Executive Director Heidi Nelson sends us a note that Mick Sterling is bringing a spectacular show to the Paradise, and that is a part of their five-part series. It's on Friday, so that's tonight, Friday, April 22nd, 2022. It's Bill Billy Joel with strings. Oh, I love that idea. And Mick Sterling is, of course, leading that. Uh, the string quartet, Peter Gurton. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Peter. He's on piano, and it's just a, a powerful show. I mean, the piano, you know, is, is central to Billy Joel. So that show starts at 7.30. Tickets are $20 for non-members and $15 for members, $10 for students. And future Mick Sterling tributes include Van Morrison, the Bee Gees, a Memphis show, and a Grand Ole Opry Christmas. Get all the details at paradisecenterforthearts.org. One of the great supporters of uh, of Art Zany and great programming down in Faribault. So check them out, folks. And now we're going to switch over. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the theater happenings at the Northfield Arts Guild. I'm very excited to be able to uh, bring bring uh, our next guest in, Justin Cervantes. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Anna Olson still still here with us. Still here. Talking about <laughs> um, performing arts. And this production, Native Gardens, is opening May 6th. Mm-hmm. So now would be the time to get your tickets. I think everybody's really excited to be having live theater. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, Again. two weeks out. Two weeks, so now is like the real crunch time in rehearsals, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is um, runs two weekends: Friday and Saturday performances at seven thirty, Sundays at two. Super easy it's to click on NorthfieldArtsGuild.org theater. There's a description of the show, and then you can click on the button, and you've got your tickets. Exactly, or you can come into the shop when we are open. Uh, our shop associate Megan will be happy to help you out, get you tickets in person. Um, you can also call in, and we'll we'll set you up with tickets that way. So lots of ways to, mm-hmm. to be able to figure out which night's going to work for you or which Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Tell us about the show Native Gardens. It might be one that a lot of people don't know because I, I think it's a fairly new show. If I, It is actually. Yeah, I believe it first opened about six years ago in 2016. And so for the last few years, you know, various theaters have been producing it. And I'm really excited that the Northfield Arts Guild is producing it. Uh, I've really had the the pleasure to be uh, with the Guild now. This is my fourth show uh, with the Guild. And when I first saw that they were going to be having the show be one of their shows of this season, I thought, wow, some way I want to be a part of that. You know, <laughs> I, I've directed for the Guild now. Uh, this will be my fourth time. Uh, and then I knew for this one, though, I, I saw it once uh, at the Guthrie Theater. And I thought, you know, someday oh. I hope I have a chance to be in that or direct it. And so when I heard that they were going to be producing it, I thought, okay, somehow I have to get connected and uh, was really fortunate to have been uh, talked to about that. And and after considering options, realized, you know, let's go ahead and do it. It'll be my first time actually directing and acting a show from the very beginning. I was wondering, that's a, a big undertaking, doing both roles. It is, yeah. And what's interesting is that the last time I directed and acted in a show was also with the Guild, uh, although it was because one of the actors um, dropped out, and so I had to come into the role <laughs> kind of a couple of weeks before the opening. This oh. this is unique in the sense that from the very beginning of being on the project, I knew I was acting and directing in it. 
So you had a little advanced time to prepare and yes. learn, <laughs> learn your roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a, a play, um, Karen Zacharias is mm-hmm. the found, uh, co-founder of the Latinx Theater Commons. And tell us about, she's the playwright. She is. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell, us, tell us the story and um, what is, is great about this show. What I love about it is that it talks about the social commentary about our various backgrounds and our ways of life. And it does it in a very lighthearted, comedic way. However, there are those nuances where as an audience is watching, they can say, oh, okay, I didn't really see it from that perspective or this is good to be aware of. And uh, there's a scene where you know Tanya and um, Virginia are talking to each other, the, the two female leads, and there's a confrontation they have about Tanya pointing out that that's the crux of what your life has been. You don't realize all the privilege you've had. Mm. And, and, you know, cause in Virginia's world, she doesn't see it as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's something that I'm really hoping that audiences will start to realize. It's just how they can learn from that in a fun way that is, you know, very comedic and you can laugh throughout and also have those tender moments of realizing, you know what, that's true. Uh, because that's what this show is about is that there are two diverse couples. There's a young, one of them is younger, one of them is older, one of them is Hispanic, one of them is white. And then, you know, there's the whole uh, garden aspect of it, how they're feuding about the size and style of their <laughs> garden and all the while confronting origins of implicit bias that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so great about this show is that throughout you'll see all the different moments where in the writing, you realize, okay, that's a callback to this moment, or I like how they're referencing that. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and it's uh, a small cast. Was there, so there are four players in, in the show. There are four main uh, leading roles, and then there are uh, about four minor characters that are the background. They're non-speaking. However, they definitely carry the show throughout because they help with the plot of the whole concept of the fence being removed. And the fence is a huge part of this show <laughs> uh, between the two homes and their backyards. Well, uh, yeah, let's talk about those non-speaking roles because when I heard that, I thought, there can't be anything more challenging. <laughs> <laughs> than having an acting role where you don't get to say anything and you have to portray everything through movement and expression and I, I don't know. So tell us about directing and coaching that and making that happen on stage. Yes, and what's so great about that is that it really gives an actor the opportunity to realize on, when you're on stage, all those movements do make a difference in how subtle they are or, or how they cross a certain way or they look. Uh, what I'm really excited about it is that it really does give it an opportunity for an actor to realize they can have so much of a voice without being audible, mm-hmm. and yet just through their motions. Um, one of my favorite roles I ever played uh, was back when I was in college. It was um, uh, an opera called The Medium, and I played the mute. So I was the one character that did not have any lines or did not sing in an opera. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and, and yet uh, I was in it throughout, and it, it definitely was a, a fun, challenging role because it really made me realize that you really have to dig deep in how you portray and what emotions you're having and how their reactions can really show. Because a lot of times that's what acting is. It's reacting. Mm. You don't want to be acting too much because then people can tell. You want to be reacting to your situation. And that's all of sage. that is nonverbal. That's sage advice. Mm. I love that. And oh, so th- I'm just thinking how that relates to listening. So in, in essence, they're, I mean, they really have to... Um, be really aware and mm-hmm. in the moment yes to to make that come across as authentic absolutely and uh and, and they're they're really short scenes too 
and they're, they call them vignettes, is the way how the playwright had put them in. And so they're basically transitions from one scene to the next. And because of that, because they're so short, it really makes uh, a difference when the actors are truly invested into their character movements and their emotions, because they only have maybe 30 seconds to <laughs> convey what they're showing, and then they're off. Wow. And and then also, so a very small cast, four, mm -hmm. four players, um, Paola Vega Rubio, mm -hmm. just you, that's Justin Cervantes, <laughs> mm -hmm. Susan Dunhoff, and Steve Balsarini. Did I say that correct? Balsarini, yeah. Ba okay. Yep, yep. So and, yeah, we are the, the four leading characters. So we have Pablo and Tanya, and then there's Virginia and Frank. And so how is that working with a smaller cast? Is that more challenging because there's more pressure on them to you know, carry the show? Or is it better because it's so intimate and you can really dive into the characters and talk? I, I, I think it's actually better because we have a smaller group. We're able to really work together, play together, uh, interact with one another. I really made sure from the very beginning to have time where we were able to just hang out together and get to know one another. Uh, before we even started rehearsals, because then you start to build that synergy, you build that trust, and that makes a world of a difference. Yeah, so you've been rehearsing for a while then? Yes, uh, basically since mid-March. Oh, wow, great. So the cast is going to be ready in two weeks for Oh, yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, very, I'm very happy with where we are. Um, you know, I told them actually just last night after rehearsal, I said, okay, we've got two weeks now till opening. We have, you know, reviewing of the show. We're going to go through costume transitions, making sure that our, our props are all set. And then just before you know it, once you are confident with lines and you don't have to worry about that, that's where the art will finally yeah. all come together. The nuances will all come in place. And we are right where we need to be right now, knowing that we will peak on opening night. And that's that's the magic of theater, right? Mm -hmm. It always, I, I think that I've learned that over the years with every show, everybody is, um, you know, so much can happen, right? Mm -hmm. And you never know, but it always, it always lands, right? If you've got a good, good um, practice and, and rehearsal and you're building confidence and it, it hits at the right time. So and that's that's really great. And I would imagine you've had lots of discussions because the topics you mentioned in the show about understanding different cultures and even different ages and, you know, being neighbors, that there's, it's a really rich uh, piece for building conversations about what's happening in our world these days. Oh, yeah. So has that been a part of, of the process of bringing this play to life is trying to, to you know, mirror what or think about reflect on what's happening in our community and, and what's happening in the play oh definitely because when you think about when this show was written and when it was you know first mounted in 2016 think about what was going on in our country as far as just a lot of the political um you know discourse that was happening at that time and when you think about what is the concept of this show it's literally a fence which is a wall between the two uh you know families and there's a part where uh, one of my favorite lines is that uh, Pablo, you know, he says to to the to the Butleys, uh, and you're going to pay for it because, like, it reminded me of like you know what was said about the wall, you in know, the politics, and, and, and so it's one of those references where I'm like, I love how the playwright put that in there because it's like we're going to build a fence here and you're going to pay for it, and it's like, oh, I see what you were referencing. <laughs> so I, I, I really like that because it, it definitely you know highlights how even though what we all experienced you know on a huge scale uh, we all remember that it, it also happens in a microcosm too in just a, a neighborhood mm -hmm. and you know and this show also takes place in Washington DC 
which I also think is something that was purposely chosen as a location. Ah, yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> of that tension, right? How do you begin those conversations or what, you know, I would, I, I love a play that does this, that helps us to sort of see the world a little anew or, or understand some of the nuances, but then you want to talk about it, but sometimes it's hard to have those conversations. How have you found as the cast, it's, it's uh, worked to, you know, bring up those topics and make it so that you can make advances. Yeah. All, all of them are, are very open-minded to talking about that. Um, I really am just pleased with this group, uh, at the way how we're able to come up with ideas together, try things out. And, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes ask in a rehearsal, I'll say, so why did you say that? Where's that coming from? What, why would this character be saying that? Um, and it, it makes them realize then we talk about it and then we try it again a couple ways and, and then it's like, all right, that's the one. Now they come to life. I see that. Mm. And so that, that is important, right? Oh, because yeah. they're uh, trying to play some, it's a very contemporary play. And mm -hmm. so that people will recognize some of those nuances and you want to be sure to bring them out on the stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as, as you're, Acting and then directing, I, I, that's got to be something that I, I think would be really challenging because do you have to kind of, okay, now I'm acting, now I'm in my acting role. Okay, cut, I'm, now I'm stepping out. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And what, the one thing I realized is that there was definitely a lot of back and forth between going up to the stage and then going down to the audience to watch the scene that we just did. Um, in the early parts of the rehearsal, I would be up on stage with the actors. We'd rehearse the scene. Then I would go down, and our stage manager would read my character's lines so that way I can watch to see just how are things looking. All right, now I'll go back into it. Let's do it again. I'll be on stage now with you all. And then we'll go back, and you know I'll watch it again. So there, there's those moments, and, and that was actually a lot of fun. What I like about it is that because we're such a small group, it, I, I find it easier to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I think if this was a larger production of with a big cast, that would probably be a lot to balance. However, because this is such a small, tight-knit group, and we're able to work well together and play off each other well, it actually works out very well. And, and it's a show that I find really exciting that I'm passionate about, and I knew that as long as I have that genuine feeling toward it, I'll make it work. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have audiences be able to see what we put together. Right. And as you said, this isn't just about political or, you know, differences. It's it's a comedy. It's, oh, yes. it's, it's There's a really and I, I mean, some of these actors I know and are really extraordinary. So mm -hmm. uh, tell us just about, uh, you know, some, maybe some of the plot points or just the, how people are going to get to know these characters. Well, you know, right away they get to have um, we call it it's a prologue where they get to be introduced to the, the two couples. And it's actually really neat because it sets the stage for who they are, what their relationship is, and then it transitions to where you then are with the Del Valle family and the, the, the Pablo and Tanya. And you can see what their dynamic is all about. And, and it's that opening scene that really sets the whole premise of the show and the fact that Pablo just surprisingly says, I invited my entire law firm to our house. <laughs> <laughs> and Tanya's like, what? What do you mean? Like, we're not ready for that. You know, like they just moved in. They still have all their boxes in their house. And they're trying to fix this garden and then have, you know, really make it a native garden and this whole concept of that. And uh, and so then that's where then transitions to they then meet the other family, you know, the butley, the couple, and then all the dynamics of that. And, and, that, and that's the longest scene is when you get to see the two couples interacting. And that's where you start to realize, okay, I'm seeing some of those biases, privileges come out. I'm starting to see, you know, where some of those comedic 
uh, riffs are coming from, you know, because then it just keeps expanding on that throughout where the whole rest of the show, it all takes place in a week. Mm. you know from monday to friday and everything is all about each day like okay now they're working the the landscapes work on the fence and now the next thing you know is that the bullies are saying like wait a minute what, what's happening here like they, they can't do that can they like we, we've had this part you know because that's the whole premise of the show is that it's who owns what part of the land because it, they realized that the the butleys technically had a bigger part of the backyard than they should have, and that's what really causes the whole rift of the back and forth between the two families. That is such a relatable topic that all mm-hmm. of us can can think about, and you know I think too just I love that I mean there's so many metaphors you can think of when you think of a fence, and the, there's the physical fence, and then all of the the you know cultural and. Uh, just it's going to be I just can imagine the writing it's going to reveal so many different layers and I'm excited to see the show I don't know anything about it so it's something I'm very much looking forward to folks this is Art Zaney we're talking with Justin Cervantes who's a director and actor in this production of Native Gardens it opens on May 6th which is a Friday yes Yes. and so that's the uh, the first night of performances and performances are Fridays and Saturdays at 730 Sundays at 2 p.m. runs for two weekends, and tickets are anywhere from 12 to 17 dollars, depending on uh, age and <laughs> a couple different factors. I think it's membership and 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 etc. But very reasonable, uh, great great show. How did this come to the Arts Guild, Anna? Well, so the theater committee chose this last year. We always select the season. Um, Almost which you're going to be advance, doing. Which, yeah, another <laughs> plug. We're going to be uh, announcing the season at the upcoming event next Thursday. So if you're interested, make sure you tune in. Um, but they really wanted something. I know a couple of the members had seen it at the Guthrie, had heard a lot about it, read the scripts. And they really wanted something that would um, just be something that really spoke to our town. And we have such a, uh, a great Latinx population here. We have so many people who would relate to these issues. Again, the um, Native Gardens is about the cultural issues. It's about the gardening issue where one side wants these native plants that are going to encourage life and growth from the, the bugs and everything around. And the other side has this beautiful, planted, well-trimmed, very manicured garden. <laughs> so, And then there's the land issue. You know, There's that fence there. So we really thought that this would be a show that would speak to our community and that would be exciting and fun for a lot of people to come see. I think that's and it's important, right, to to have I I, I actually like uh dramas that reveal a little bit about uh day-to-day life mm-hmm. and about our true interactions. And so this is sounds like my kind of play. <laughs> I got uh, to see a little bit of rehearsal the other day and I think there's it's it's very funny. There are some good, very big moments. And again, there's there's some really good tender moments as well. I think each of the characters has a scene where they are just with one of the other characters, right? So for the four of them, you know, you get one scene with each person. You see the different dynamics that they've built, that they've come to, to find as people, as characters. Um, and it's just really great to see both sides, the, the big comedic stuff and then the really, the really beautiful tender moments. Oh, yes. I'm really excited about how it is written because you have... You can see Pablo and Tanya interact. You mm-hmm. can see Virginia and Frank interact. You can see Tanya and Virginia interact together. You can see Frank and Pablo. So yeah, each of the characters have their own. It's like a big math problem. <laughs> yes, and you know when I was putting together the, the rehearsal schedule, I kept thinking like, okay, so we have all four, and then there's two, and then there's two, three, four, <laughs> two of them, three of them, four of them. Like I kept thinking about how this is all mapping out. 
Um, and but yeah, I'm really pleased with the the way how the the cast has come together. Uh, such a unique group because you know we have uh, Paula who has never been in theater before. Mm-hmm. This is her first play, and we are really uh, thrilled and just so pleased with what she has been able to do um, throughout this whole process. That'll be exciting to yes. see. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for her to make her debut in all this. <laughs> um, and then you know Susan is very well known here in the mm-hmm. community within theater, and so it's great to have her be a part of this show because it shows all the experience that she has and how she can be a mentor for Paula. So I'm really excited about. And then with Steve, it's great to have him in this show because, you know, he's been involved in theater throughout his life. And I, I got, from what I understand, you know, this is part of a, a newer chapter in his life to be involved in theater here locally in Northfield. You know, he's lived here for the past few years and he did a lot of theater out of state. And so now he's starting to get into the the scene here mm-hmm. locally. And so it's great to, to see all those mixes of those dynamics of our experiences. And I'm curious, I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking about staging this. And how do you have a garden on a... A stage and dirt and you know all of the things that oh, go yes. with it. Well, that, that is that is happening right now, and uh, I'm really thankful for our production crew for everything that they've been doing of mapping that out and plotting it and knowing that well because this happens here we have to make sure this is the type of plant or dirt goes here. Um, and so I, I know that throughout this weekend uh, they're going to be working on that, and I'm so grateful for everything that they do with that because uh, it makes well, a world of a difference. And not only a garden, but a garden that. Changes changes like you're True. you're taking this one plot of land that's a little more disheveled and completely redoing it so it's kind of interesting how that's that's going to work i think i i yeah there's always something with every show right mm-hmm. of trying to figure out how are we going to make this happen <laughs> so it happen and it can happen again and again mm-hmm. every night right oh, yes. it's not like you get to redo the garden and i mean there's a giant tree on stage so oh. like <laughs> So it's that's that's always fun to see how it comes to life when you uh, add the characters and and have the actual action happening. Mm-hmm. And well, what conversations do you hope this show sparks? I really hope that people walk away from this. You know, first of all, of course, in, enjoying themselves and and seeing all the fun that we had and that they had fun too. And then as they're walking out, thinking about you know, I, I never really thought about you know the type of. Uh, privilege I have had when it comes mm-hmm. to the type of home I have or what I was born into um, because you know it's so interesting how you can get into where privileges come from because Pablo the character he's actually from Chile and so he's he's not from the U.S. and so they talk about that dynamic about how when he grew up in Chile versus when he moved to the U.S. how that changed his status as mm. far as like the privilege that he had and it's Tanya who really points that out to him. And with Tanya's background, her whole story is that, you know, she's been a part of, you know, her family's been in the U.S. for many generations. However, because of her appearance, people question her on that. And so that's one of the things that I really want audiences to walk away from is thinking about, you know, when have I done that or when have I perhaps assumed something because of the appearance of someone? And it's not just with Latin culture. It could be with any type of culture as well, mm-hmm. whether it's Asian or, or whether it's uh, any type of European background. And it's, it's really just realizing, you know, I need to. I need to be aware of that. I need to check myself mm-hmm. before I make those assumptions or have those biases. So that's why I really hope that people walk away from this. And those are the conversations that spark. And also realizing that we need to have more 
camaraderie and synergy together with the people that are in our lives and who we're around. And you hope that neighbors get along. And, and, and that's the great thing about this is that it really is a, a happy show. Mm-hmm. You know, it really does uh, have a, a great uh, happiness to it all throughout overall, even though there's those little dramatic riff moments and, you know, some of those, you know, uh, arguments that they have back and forth comedically, it still is a happy show. And I want to make sure that people walk away with that feeling. Mm-hmm. We need that right now. I think (laughs) that's a really important thing. And to be able to be in the theater live, are there some guidelines from the Arts Guild about, uh, you know, purchasing tickets? And and we've got to talk about that pandemic. Yeah, so we are still requiring proof of vaccination to attend. That can be a card. It can be a picture of your card. It can be um, the Docket app or other apps on your phone. All of those are fine. We just want to make sure, again, that our audiences are vaccinated. Our actors will be unmasked, and we want to keep them safe. We are for right now um, recommending masking, but it is not required in the theater anymore. So if that was kind of what was preventing you from coming out, you can still come out and enjoy the show. Um, We are just asking that everyone is vaccinated. That's great to to know and easy to do for Mm -hmm. folks to be able to. And that's just at when you come, not before you purchase your tickets, but just at the show. Correct. Yep. We can't do it ahead of time just because of uh, different people are are there every night. But when you come to the show, there's just someone standing there who can check your card for you and let you in. And it's always been super quick and easy. I've really appreciated. um, I end up being the person to do that so many times. And I just love meeting everybody. And at this point, I kind of have some people's faces memorized, um, (laughs) but, but getting to see people and everyone's been so wonderful about bringing uh to all of our events and having their cards ready for me so it's it's been great that's good because yeah we want to keep those actors have multiple shows to do right and we want to keep everybody uh safe and make sure that the show can go on anything else to add before we wrap up I'm just really thrilled that uh, the Guild you know, chose to have this be part of their season and uh, I'm really excited for audiences to see this show and I'm just so glad that the the synergy that this cast has created has been able to produce so much fun. And so I, I, I do know the audiences are really going to love watching this show. Um, I'm hoping that they'll really appreciate just the creativity that we've been putting into it and the way how it's all mounted and, and shown. And so I, I can't wait for audiences to see this. And it's a great time to see it because it's right after Cinco de Mayo. It's right during Mother's Day. So you <laughs> know right. that there's going to be all these different celebrations happening uh, during this time of the performances. So that's opens uh, again May 6th, runs from the 15th, northfieldartsguild.org, or stop by the Guild downtown to get your tickets. I don't think you want to wait to go to the show the night of the show. Those... Probably not. <laughs> we want you to get your tickets early, yes. yes. Exactly. Well, thank you, Justin Cervantes and thank Anna you. Olson, for being here on Arts Zany Radio. I love being able to promote live theater. I can't wait. So. Thank you. Folks, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, and I, I remind you again, Please don't forget to add some art zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. 
The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 95.1 The One. More music, better variety. The One. 